Welcome to Motorman Root Dog. This is Rudy Reyes. Scott Morganrod joins me here as the motorman out there with the background of NASCAR. We're not talking NASCAR today. We're talking about Major League Baseball. We'll switch to some NFL news. And, of course, the discontent over statues, signs, uh, signs, signs everywhere. There's signs. And, of course, a lot of, a lot of situations going on right now with the Texas Rangers. And, of course, MLB is all over this. Steve Chapman had stated about the Rangers that they're revered in Texas, but the reality of their name is, well, there's a lot to omit there, a lot to omit in the book. Uh, to be honest with you, there were burnt peasant villages, slaughtered innocents. There's a lot, of, a lot of backstory behind the Texas Rangers, and, of course, none of it always 100% going right to go right. A lot of that went wrong. What are your thoughts, Scott, about this situation? And, of course, Major League Baseball, the Phillies decided to close their cub. They're a cub house. May as well be a cub house because there's only the only thing that's in there are hungry baseball players waiting to get back out on a field they haven't even touched, to be quite honest with you, since last year. What are your thoughts about this entire um, Texas Rangers situation? Shocked, really. I actually worked for the uh, Texas Rangers farm team in 1987, the Gastonia Rangers, and I can't imagine Texas being anything else but the Rangers. So this is the first I've heard of it, so news to me. Well, it's news to a lot of people, and I think everybody's really confused in regards to what, when, how, and why. Statues are being pulled down. Uh, right. You know, uh, the NFL is, is basically asking the Redskins, what are they going to do with that name? Are they going to change the name? What are they going to call it? The, the Headskins? I mean, what, what are we talking – Look, I, I understand the situation that are going on socially around this country. It's very vibrant. Uh, and, of course, Juneteenth uh, is basically running rampant all over Twitter. Social media is really engaged in this Juneteenth. You have people from all walks of all different sports talking right. about Juneteenth and how, how th- this was the day that slavery was abolished. But let's, let's put this in, in perspective. Abraham Lincoln helped abolish slavery and he was white is there a way that we can help close these gaps of of racism across the country and if so how does that affect sports and do you see more statues being taken down to accommodate for the outcries that we're hearing on a consistent basis let me go to the redskins things first dan snyder is not taking that statue down he's not going to do it and the reason why he won't do it if there is a racial situation uh why wouldn't it have been taken down a long time ago, and why is it dragged on? You talk about trademarking, okay, Rudy? You talk about merchandise sales. It's not easy to simply change a name and all of a sudden remarketing. There's a lot of that thing called cash involved here, a lot of planning. So don't expect the Redkins to do anything. Dan Snyder's a rebel with a cause. And you talk about the rebel out in UNLV, they're taking that statue down. Might as well bring that up since you were in Vegas for a little while. And let's talk about the Calvin Griffith, the former owner of the Minnesota Twins. They took his down. Jerry Richardson's was taken down in North Carolina. So, and then I think the uh, statue was taken down in front of RFK. So it seems like the latest trend. And what about the fact that Mississippi right now it will not get championship events until they get that Confederate flag? And what about NASCAR? A lot of stuff's happened the last few weeks since – George Floyd tragically passed away. But don't hold your breath with the Redskins. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath about anything right now, to be quite frank. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what we need to really look at ultimately in, in the bigger, grander scheme of things, 
this is going to affect branding. It's going to affect marketing. It's going to affect viewership. It's going to affect people's mindsets as to what's, what is next. Is this right. oversensitivity? Is this something we really truly realize to, uh, to every single days of, of sports that are not being played, including major league right. baseball, as we're on this exact topic, talking about baseball, um, the, I, I think that this, there is a rational end to this, but where that, where that is, is, is unbeknownst to me. And I don't think anybody has a clue what's going on. Speaking of Major League Baseball, there's yeah. been basically no developments whatsoever in regards to any contract negotiations from Manfred Mann. Oh, wait, sorry. That's a, that's a rock band back <laughs> in the 70s. Right. But Rob, Rob Manfred is trying to make his stand and work with Tony Clark in regards to a resolution over – and basically boils down to money. It's really what it boils down to. It's simple. It's easy. Uh, players are asking for uh, advertising, for them to be a part of the advertising circuit, right. to advertise their, their sponsor, whoever that is. I say give them that. Just give them that. Why? Because they're forfeiting a part of their salary in order to play ball. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody's The, the outcry, you have Jeff. Jeb Passan, who's, you know, almost like an outcry. John, John Heyman looking for some type of resolution. Everybody's looking for a resolution. Uh, but I think more, more importantly, that you cannot overlook the amount of social activism going on right now across the country. And it's, in, it's really involving sports. You're talking about NASCAR, right. how they pulled that Confederate flag. And, of course, NASCAR probably did one of the best things they should have done probably 50 years ago is get rid of that Confederate flag because Confederacy has a lot to do with things that had happened in the past that were not good for African-Americans. And it, there's just so many black eyes to, to our history. What we're really overseeing is, is how those effects have taken shape and how we switched from realism to now um, ideology. And now we're looking at right. statues and we're looking at representations of what the past was like. And to be quite honest with you, Juneteenth should have been easily in the history books long before we had to have this discussion about why these these statues, these flags, this representation of what had happened in the past in regards to the color lines actually being in place. There shouldn't be a color line. If you can perform to the best of your ability, it doesn't matter what race you are. Uh, and and that's just that's just how it is. I mean, I don't know how many how many African-American guys I've interviewed, Charles Woodson, Jerome Bettis, right. all these guys are absolutely just packed with talent, skill set, uh, right. solid mentalities, attitude, uh, being able to exhibit that in their individual sports, in their individual gameplay. So, right. and, and there are, you know, uh, whites as well doing the very same thing. I, I'm a man of color, but at the same token, you wouldn't tell by closing your eyes if you're listening to me that I'm actually a man of color. Um, so when we look at the bigger picture of what's going on and how it, it's affecting sports, it's going to continue affecting sports. Speaking of, of affecting sports, there are now, uh, and we're going to switch to the Philadelphia Phillies because there are confirmed COVID cases of guys. I mean, we're talking yeah. about, we're going to switch to the NFL in a minute, but I want to talk about Major League Baseball and how the coronavirus has closed Clearwater floor locations. You're in those right. necks of the woods yourself down in, in, in Florida. How right. is this affecting the, the morale, team playership? You have all these empty places, including Bradenton, where the Pirates would mm -hmm. have played. Uh, but you have teams sporadically throughout the country. Uh, and the Phillies is just, you know, one example of 
what COVID is doing to their to their gameplay and, and disabling them from really taking part of any off-field activities only because they were around someone who had COVID. Right. They didn't take proper precautions. They didn't wear face masks. They didn't use hand sanitizer. They didn't use or practice social distancing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, 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 this is, can easily go on to a two-hour show, but we're not going to do that. Right. Uh, I, I want to focus sports, sports-centric. What are your thoughts about this? And clearly the, the Blue Jays uh, are, are closing things down as well. Look, separatism right now is actually a good thing when you're talking about not only sports, but how it relates to what our interactions are, are like, what we plan on doing moving forward. What are your thoughts about the Phillies closing it down, at least for the time being, until they can figure out what, when, how, and why is going on with these guys who are infected? Well, let me bring up one thing about what you talked about first with NASCAR, okay? We talked about Confederate flag coming down, and that's a step. But I, I did a radio show many years ago, okay, when I was living in Arizona called Weekly Wheels, and I actually w- looked at the subject, why aren't there enough African-American drivers? While it all looks good with Bubba Wallace and what he's doing, the Confederate flag, I, that to me is the age-old question, okay? It all looks good, and now NASCAR, the good old boy sport, you know, the old good old country boy, now is opening its arms to minorities. But tell me, when I feel that NASCAR itself, Rudy, okay, really to me is for real, that I need to see more African-American drivers behind the wheel. I do. I understand that they're opening up, but that's something I wanted to get out there for the public to go ahead and think about. So when they contact us, you know, you, you might be onto something or not. I just want getting that out. Now let's talk about Major League Baseball. You know, the owners right now are at 60 games and they're not making a counter offer. Don't you as an owner or a professional franchise realize how much you're going to go ahead and decide you want to lose and at that point, they've drawn the line, Rudy. They have. And then when you compound the situation with the Phillies and the Blue Days, you know, these are areas where we're snowbirds down here. Many of them are. And a lot of these people are coming from high-risk areas. Think about it. You know, why are we getting hit so hard in South Florida? Well, Rudy, you got Philadelphia, okay? You've got New Jersey. You've got New York. Those are high-risk cases. And guess what? They're coming to my neck of the woods. And, and what about the uh, area out in the Tampa Bay area? Well, guess what, Rudy? All roads on I-75, okay, lead to the Tampa Clearwater area, and, and you have high-risk areas like Michigan, and all of a sudden now the disease is starting to spread in my state. So, you know, so yeah, there, the thing that is is this. Ron Manford makes a good point. I don't want to go into November playing games. Dr. Anthony Fauci has already said it's not wise to go deeper into the year with these events, and we're still not sure about what the situation is going to be with the NFL, which we'll probably get to in another broadcast. So, you know, it's about – what states are letting people in, and now all of a sudden there's more testing going on. I, I'll tell you what, I don't really leave my house unless I go to my studio, and once in a while I go out shopping on s- Sundays. I'm not going to do it for a while. I've acclimated to eating it. I've accepted the new Zoom norm. You know, the Zoom calls, I'm really getting used to them. They may be a new norm whether we like it or not, Rudy. And actually, I'm enjoying this because we get to do one of these things together. We're on to something because now – I can use my hand signals and you know, we can get a chance to say what we want to say and not interrupt each other. Not that we ever do, but we have high energy. But to make a long story short, okay, you know, if I'm even capable of doing that, which I don't know if I am, but we're trying anyways, what you have a what thing is called a domino effect in a lot of ways, okay? Well, did it take George Floyd after 400 years to fr- finally wake up this country? Really? Come on. How many people died before him? And then take that incident in Minneapolis and had to wake somebody up because all of a sudden one 
uh, police officer decided to kneel on somebody's neck and that was all she wrote, that was bad. But what about the other incidents in LA and around the country that have taken place that nobody, this one just got the most publicity because then you're tying the, connecting the dots of Colin Kaepernick, who by the way, kneel, okay, Kaepernick. Now you have a kneeling on a man versus on a field and all of a sudden the visuals are pretty bad. And what do you have? You have a, a pandemic civil war in some respects, right? You have a pandemic going on with a social injustice. And I've had to do seven or eight broadcasts on this topic. And I'll tell you what, it amazes me that we have no choice but to honor the Black Lives Matter, which is where the NBA uh, leads us to the NBA. Do you really think, Rudy, that we're going to see the NBA players now that more of them are getting cold feet? Because I have my doubts now, bro. Well, there, there are a lot of doubts going on. Orange County is seeing a, a flood of, of, of coronavirus cases, 316 cases since yesterday on the rise, uh, now requiring facial coverages, which is now something that Gavin Newsom here in California uh, is also uh, putting down, putting the hammer down. What are the ramifications of actually not wearing them? Well, you get COVID. Outside of that, I really don't know what they plan on doing and trying to enforce this. Uh, unfortunately, in Florida right now, there's, there, there are these rings that were passed out to these players, which measures temperature. Uh, it's a pretty high-tech ring. I can't even imagine how much each one of those costs. It's not a championship ring, but if you wear it, it could protect you. So I guess you would be the champion at the end of the day because you'll end up with COVID. Uh, or you would see a spike, you know, <laughs> or lack thereof. Uh, but or Orange County has new testing sites in Apopka, Zellwood, uh, and the NBA, to be quite honest with you, players are being quarantined, but I don't know, again, like NFL players, like Major League Baseball players, Zeke Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys also uh, found to have COVID now. And is he going to be ready for the season? There, there's so many questions, so many moving parts and pieces. We don't know what the NBA is going to do. I don't know if the NBA is going to do anything outside of monitoring the situation. Roger Goodell for the NFL said, you know what, we're going to play. Sorry, Dr. Fauci, but um we're still we still plan on playing but again it has to do with and, I, and i've said this on social media and i'm going to say it again if you mm -hmm. set all three of these commissioners down and you could probably include the nhl in that despite them playing probably one of the safest roles ever uh in right. regards to deterring other people from interacting with those that whether or not they have COVID or don't have COVID, i mean you really have to know you have to see the signs and for those that are out there, just use common sense, plain and simple. Wash your hands, cover your face, do, do those things. Don't do handshakes. Don't do hugs. I mean, I know it sounds inhumane, but this is now the new world we're living in. And of course, sports right. is no exception to that rule. We really have to follow that. But the fact alone that NBA players are, are, are now uh, coming up with, with some of these, I mean, how long will it last until that bubble they live in bursts open? That's the biggest question. Uh, Orange County, Florida, 15.1% rate of positive coronavirus tests yesterday. It's happening all over the country. Arizona with bars that are opening, Las Vegas, Nevada with casinos that are right. opening. There are no social distancing rules. And again, uh, this is about understanding if you're an NBA player, NHL player, NFL player, NBA player, it doesn't matter if you're in a team sport, think about other people other than yourself. Who could you contaminate? We've we seen this when it first happened. First happened with mm -hmm. Rudy Gay uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other gentleman's name who ended up. Gobert? Excuse me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the, other, the, the other Rudy. <laughs> but, yeah, Rudy Gobert. Okay. Not, not Rudy Reyes. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. So, Rudy Gobert <laughs> in, infects Mitchell. 
right? right? So Mitchell now has it. At least this was from the initial onset from when COVID first. We first seen signs of it in professional sports. That's where we've seen it's Rudy Gobert and Mitchell. Right. And noted, note this, that on June 6th, there were 2,732 tests. 56 of those came back positive, which is 2%. Uh, I don't know how long you can keep these guys in the bubble in the NBA, speaking of Major League Baseball and how uh, some of their players are now becoming infected because they're not practicing the same right. rules. Go by the rules, play by the rules. I mean, you, you play with rules while you're on the court, while you're on the field. Why can't right. you play by rules of social distancing to prevent yourself from acquiring this otherwise destructive life-threatening disease i mean that's just right. that this real simple easy basic stuff so we're going to switch over to the nfl because it also applies sure. to what's going on there uh, a little bit more so however on the move in relation to george well you had mentioned him and the fact that it was a needless senseless death in every single sense of the word that should have not uh been handled miss on a, any type of mis misappropriation by by law enforcement uh, and, and it should have never happened to, to begin with. However, when we look at when we look at the NFL, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't know how Colin Kaepernick decided to be a part of the conversation, but he decided to come up. Somebody brought him up. Roger Goodell imploring teams in the NFL, all 32 teams, to find a spot for him. Now, whether or not that is going to take shape, whether or not that's going to take form, or whether or not that's even going to be the case. Pete Carroll came out, uh, I don't know, about a week ago or so, talking about how he should have drafted Colin Kaepernick. That's backwards talk now. It's all, it's all said and done. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. He didn't do it. It doesn't matter now. It's irrelevant. And now we have all these other teams saying, well, he's an emergency backup spot. What's an emergency backup when you already have three quarterbacks on your, on your immediate roster, not including one you're going right. to have in, uh, on the practice squad, Right. What, what, what is this emergency list? What are you going to dial 911 when you need a quarterback? Well, that's not the number you call. The number you, you know, it shouldn't be a number you call other than Kaepernick's number, which could be very well seven or who knows. Um, right. but, but now you have a public outcry in the sports world saying, you know what? It took all this, all this, um, all this disarray, Roger Goodell to come out and say something. Why weren't teams there and i'm not saying that that they weren't but not all nfl team scouts were there at the private workout he hosted just a few months ago uh why i don't know uh they should have been because they would have been able to see him perform checkdowns, throwing long bombs 30 40 yards and they weren't right. there so you see you know i'm not playing by your rules i'm playing by my rules so he moved that entire situation to where he wanted to play under his parameters how he wanted to do it uh, you know, it, it's Colin. Ka I guess the biggest question is: is I know there are teams in the NFL that need a guy like him, but right. who? Who is it? Is it the Panthers? Is it the Patriots? I don't like their quarterback situation. Right. Is it? Is it the Jets? Is it? Um, is it the Panther? I mean, who out there could use Colin Kaepernick as a legitimate backup QB? I understand he may be a starter. I think Cam Newton's more of a starter than Colin Kaepernick is for a lot of various reasons, including statistical information everybody should already know about. But who signs Colin Kaepernick on? Well, I'll tell you who I think should. Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars. You mean to tell me that Mike Glennon is a real suitable backup? And, and how much faith do you have in Gardner Minshew? You tell me. No. And, and, and here, think about this for a minute, okay? 
Shad Khan being one of the minority owners, okay, I think that's a good fit. Now, whether it happens, another story. Now, the one that intrigues me a little bit is the Chargers, believe it or not, because it depends on how much confidence they have and what they have. I mean, you know, Anthony Lynn went out there and said, I'm going to work the guy out. And you think about it, if, the, you know, we don't know what Tyrod Taylor is going to do. You have to find out what kind of shape Kaepernick is in. But you're talking about, you know, will he put uh, rear ends in the seats at that new stadium? And you're talking about L.A., which is known for having these kind of social – I'm just throwing a couple out there. I mean, there are, and you know New England won't do it because uh, Robert Kraft and Donald Trump are kind of like close to – doesn't look right to me. But I, but I've given you two things, two teams I think good, and I'm sure that every team will reassess their quarterback situation. So my question to you is, do you think Colin Kaepernick is as good as a lot of the backups out there? You know, I, I think okay. Look, when you're talking about readiness, Colin Kaepernick may be ready. He may be athletically ready, and I've said this on another show recently. He, but he's not right. football ready. And right now, to be quite honest with you nobody's playing football right now so who's really truly football ready without contact right no that's one. true no one no one at all so uh, this almost like an equal playing field literally and figuratively speaking so does colin kaepernick find a team i think so you're talking about the new england patriots i don't like their backup quarterback situation brian hoyer and jason stidham right. stidham oh, really stidham no. uh i don't really think that's a great combination the, the, the L.A. Chargers, on the other hand, is a very good, viable situation. But I think that's more fitting for someone with even more experience, and that would be Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton would be a fantastic fit in, in the L.A. system, at least right. with the Chargers. Uh, and, of course, the L.A. Rams could have something to do with getting a quarterback as well. Could Kaepernick see time there? Maybe. The bottom line is, is that he has the ability to be talked about and has the right to be on an NFL roster. To what extent? We don't know. To be but the, the Chargers, we don't know. But the Chargers could have signed Cam Newton by now, but the only biggest problem are the medicals. Think of how many games he's missed the last couple of years. Otherwise, he'd have had a job all day long. Well, Again, you, you don't plantar, know. Get plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis, you have a surgery on, and you're calling it a day. You're, get, you're back on the field. You're ready to rock and roll after some therapy and some treatment. So, True, but he's been injury-prone the last couple of years. I think that's what a lot of people – injury-prone, Rudy. It's one thing to have that injury but to miss a lot of games the last two years. You, you're talking about a million-dollar gamble on a guy that's damaged goods, and you haven't looked at him. If you had worked him out before COVID-19, then you might, he might have been signed by now. But like you said, we're talking about unprecedented times, Rudy. We really are. And I think that's what uh, force against Cam Newton. It really is. So I get it, but again, he's damaged goods. Meanwhile, we talk about Colin Kaepernick. He hasn't had any football hits in the last three or four years either. So maybe the lack of hits might help him, but we have to find out what kind of condition that he's in. Uh, you know, we know he's pretty intelligent. So there's some little variables, workable variables. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, it's quite possible. And, and think about this, that during this whole COVID time, and I'm not making light of it, but it's just an actual fact that a linebacker, defensive tackle, edge rusher, you have six feet of distance between you and the quarterback, especially when quarterback right. steps, drops back to, to try to throw that ball downfield. So you have six feet of social distancing right there, right off the bat. So just throwing that <laughs> right. out there. Uh, so the likelihood that someone get to Colin Kaepernick, I think he can get rid of it in 2.3, 3.4 seconds right. from the moment it snapped into his hands. Hey, look, everything is presupposed right now. The NFL season is also presupposed. Why? Because we don't know what's really going on. We don't know the actual – logistical um, 
you know, the, the logistical ramifications of what COVID really is going to mean to all these sporting leagues. But the NHL is starting to kick in a year. I look at the NHL. I look at what they're doing. I understand mm -hmm. that there are a lot of players who are ready to rock and roll. Uh, they've done their absolute best. I, and I have yet to hear of an NHL player acquiring COVID-19. I just I, – I, I have yet to hear about one. I have yet to see well, one. I have well, it well, it doesn't hurt, though, Rudy, that they have hockey gloves already and the fact that the sport is cold. So I think you have two things working for you there where, you know, again, you're wearing gloves, okay? And that what everybody some people do? And then you're on a frozen ice, okay, where it's cold in those rinks. I don't right. care whether you got fans. It is cold, okay? You don't walk into an NHL arena wearing a short sleeve polo shirt, not if you expect to not get, uh, feel it a little bit. So I think NHL is a safe sport to bring back. And, you know, depending on where they end up, uh, they're going to have two hubs. I don't know. They haven't announced that yet. So I think they're more equipped than the other ones. Think about basketball, okay? You, you're going to have to have those balls constantly clean, a lot of, a lot of per, um, perspiration. And, and remember, another thing, let's go back in history a little bit. On our, one of my broadcasts last night, Xavier McKnight brought up a point, which is really good. Remember when Magic Johnson was diagnosed with the HIV virus? And then all of a sudden, everybody got nervous when he was bleeding, and they didn't want him back, and he ended up retiring. Well, we didn't know much about HIV, except it led to AIDS, uh, AIDS and, it was a, and it was a death uh, uh, bed at that time. But that, well, with research vaccines, we don't hear much about AIDS at all, do we? We don't hear about HIV. This one here, though, is a different animal, because HIV was limited to, you know, a different kind of, the, you know, the... Uh, different type of contact. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. I don't want to offend anybody on a, a nice general show where COVID-19, you know what? Everybody can get it. And I think the problem that you're having is too many people are taking this thing for granted. I believe, and I hope I'm wrong, we're going to have a second wave. But it is going to be devastating. It, it will. Uh, people are not being safe and they're taking this thing for granted. And well, I think a second wave, I'm sorry I have to mention that, but I really believe that because once you let, once you have a cage lying out and they roam, then they don't run with masks. They don't do. I mean, think about the incident, Rudy, in Florida. 16 people go to a bar. Guess what? 16 positive tests. How mm -hmm. as stupid as they say in Spanish, and that's all I know in Spanish, by the way. I've been called yeah, it. Yeah, please. You don't need to expand on that. Yeah, no, we don't know in Spanish. But how as stupid were those 16 people in Florida when they, oh, 16 up, 16 down, COVID, you got to sit it out for like 10 to 14 days and hope that your medical bills don't go right through the sky. Well, you know, to be honest with you, again, it's common sense, it's washing hands, it's practicing the social distancing, and just really, truly understanding that there is, there, there could be a second wave. I don't know if there's a second wave. I'm just, we're just trying to deal with the first wave right now. First wave yeah, is right. bad enough. Uh, I can't even imagine being washed ashore with the second wave. But this is Motorman right. and Rude Dog. I'm Rudy Reyes. He's Scott Morganrod. Scott, I... Fantastic, good stuff. We're definitely going to come back. We'll do another uh, another meeting here. Uh, I think it's only fitting for the reviewers to actually see and uh, be able to listen uh, to this wonderful podcast. Make sure you like it, love it, never leave it, share it, find it at. Uh, well, go ahead. You tell me where. Where where, where can you find the audio portion of this? Well, for us, you can find us SouthFloridaTribune.com. You can locate Wilderman and Rude Dog there. And you can find us on Twitter at Tribune South Gets It Done. And obviously, uh, we have what? At Take No Punches, right? Yep, there you go. At Take No Punches. Again, like it, love it, never leave it, always share it. We appreciate that. We thank you very much for that. 
Scott, we'll do this again soon. And everybody needs to tune in. We're going to do this every Friday at 7.30 Pacific time. That's 10.30 Eastern. So make sure you stay tuned. This was just a special episode, kind of entry point to get people back into the mix and get them acclimated to what's, uh, to what's going on and, and what's, what's ahead. So stay tuned for that. Scott, thanks again. And we'll see everybody again on the show. Been a pleasure, Rudy. I'm looking forward to going ahead toe-to-toe with you every week. Uh, I, I, I definitely make sure that I don't need caffeine. You wire me up more than caffeine. You're better than caffeine, buddy. Looking forward <laughs> to every week. It's Maybe equally as addictive. We'll see about that. Thanks again, Scott. We'll, we'll make sure soon. this show's addictive. Hey, throw us right. a follow, would you, on <laughs> at Tigno Punches. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks again, Scott. We'll do it again. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.